Hey, are you dealing with any new aches and pains in your body? Well, go on over to thepurplesage.store and take a look at some of the CBD-infused products that they have there for pain management. They have some pain patches. They have lotions. They have creams and salves. They've even got the droppers for the CBD oil that you can put under your tongue. So give it a try. Hopefully it'll help. And hey, don't forget about your pup. They've also got CBD dog treats because, hey, your pups, as they get older, they start to get aches and pains too. So go on over to thepurplesage.store to get all your CBD products. Thank you. Consider for a minute. Well, hello, it's MZ. So, this is kind of going to be an interesting episode. So, I've been working on the previous episodes and just updating some of the information, adding some links and uh, changing some photos and whatnot. But anyway, just trying to clean things up a little bit. You know, I've been kind of going at this hard and heavy and, you know, just trying to get it out. Details might have gotten missed in the haste. So anyway, just had a free evening, so that's what we're doing. But a thought came to me while I was doing that. So part of what I'm doing, if you uh, are interested in going back to look, but here forward, I'm going to, each one of the episodes is going to have a, in the title, it'll be of a song. And the song will semi-relate to the episode. And then there will be a link in the show notes to a YouTube video of that song in whatever manner I can find that I'm interested in seeing. I just thought that would be kind of fun to do because uh, these are all songs that have some, they mean something to me. Uh, these are all songs. I mean, music has always been a very powerful influence in my life. Uh, even from my very earliest memories, I remember my mom listening to, oh, I'm going to get this wrong, ain't I? Ronnie Millsap was probably in there. Conway Twitty, guaranteed, was one of the the regular in the rotation. Probably some Elvis in there too, I bet. Um, but you know that was her era. She came up in the uh, in the fifties and sixties, and she loved that music, and she would listen to it as well as well as uh, you know like church music and stuff. We would do that too because we were going to church back then. But anyway, so even from then, and so I've always had a very powerful feeling when it comes to music. I mean, I can hear songs and it can just, it just overtakes me, the emotion. And I can just be like, right now I'm thinking about a song that I listened to earlier and it just, (laughs) it gets, you know, that's to me, that's what's so amazing about music is it can, it can evoke these emotions uh, in us that we sometimes can't find anywhere else. I mean, it almost can become a drug, really. Um, I mean, people are become so passionate about music. Um, I mean, it could be considered an addiction, I suppose. We'll see why not. 
I mean, based on our addiction episode where we kind of went to Webster and defined d- addiction, I mean, if you're if you listen to music so much and you're so obsessed with bands and traveling to go see them and concerts and following to multiple cities and that kind of stuff, I mean, I I guess that could be kind of an addiction. Anyway, this is kind of spinning off in a direction I didn't want it to go. But um, anyway, so back to the music. Um, another touchstone memory of mine is this would have been like in the around the 82 to 85 era when it first uh, the first uh, uh, experience uh, so my cousin uh, shout out to Richard one of the best love that guy love you guy I hope you're out there listening so Richard uh, about he's about the same age as my oldest sister I think he's maybe a couple of months maybe a year older than she is uh, so but anyway so that makes him about seven to eight years older than I am so at that time I was a wee, we you know he was a teenager so he was probably 16 17 and I so that would have made me you know somewhere around eight or eight or nine I guess um, anyway he came to visit with us for a while and brought this record collection I had, I had never seen anything like that. I mean, I, I had a music store. I'd seen seen this many records, but I'd never seen anyone own this many records and take such pride and care of them. Um, it really taught me, again, he taught me a ton about genre, different genres of music that I had never, uh, I mean, I'd never listened to that kind of you know, rock and roll or to, I guess, heavy metal. Um, he wasn't into like, the hard, hard heavy metal, but you know, like Judas Priest, Black Sabbath, um, Led Zeppelins, those kind of things. That was that was his bag, um, and so you know, real good. You know, of course, Beatles. That was one of his all time favorites. I mean, he had so I think he had every album, and and even some imports. Uh, that was another big thing back then. Albums, of course, uh, in the eighties, that was a huge deal. And so we had actual head record stores. You could go and you'd spend a day. Sitting in a record store, just thumbing through records, man. It was it was the greatest. Looking back on it, God, I wish I wish that was still around. And I'm not talking about like the Music Land or anything like. They were, these were vintage record stores. There were two of them that I knew of. One of them was in Irving, in the town that we lived in, right down the way. And so we spent tons of time there. And uh, the other one I think was in Ur- Arlington. And but I never did get to that one. I may have gotten there once, but anyway, the one in Irving, we used to, and it moved several locations. Um, I don't know if it was ownership uh, changes or, but there was always a, the same couple of guys that we'd see. Uh, but it went from like a smaller strip to like a really large spot, and uh, that's where I remember spending the most time was with the really big spot. But anyway, so yeah, the records and and the cousin turning me on to music, and then so from then on. I mean, I could almost remember the exact song that was the first song that he he put a set of headphones. Like I'm wearing headphones right now. Uh, I can't remember what brand they were, but anyway, so he put headphones on me and dropped the needle on. God, I want to say it was War Pigs by Black Sabbath, and it blew my mind. Now, those of you who never heard that song. It'll be in the show notes <laughs> because it is an epic, epic song. And it goes through so many transitions, um, even totally like different styles of play. I mean, these guys were really 
they were true musicians, the, uh, the, the, the guys in Black Sabbath. Now, you may have some impression about, you know, devil worship and all that bullshit. These guys, they were the tops of the class, okay? Tony Iommi, the dude has half his fingers. Uh, his fingers are cut, like, how, tips of his fingers are cut off. And he plays like a madman. I mean, there's, there's guys who can't even touch this guy. And so, anyway, Geezer Butler on the bass... The man's a master. I mean, he's up and down the fretboard. He's hitting accents and 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 doing phrasings. It's just it's ugh, remarkable. And then you got Bill Ward back on the drums, just an animal, absolute maniac. I mean, I guarantee the guy, the guy probably has more talent in just his right arm uh, than I've got in my entire body. Just brilliant drummer. And then of course Ozzy. I mean, uh, uh, just what more can you say? I mean, the guy is a is an icon. Uh, when it comes to just music and being around as long as he has and being through as much as he has. I mean, definitely it wasn't a poster child for, uh, you know, the dare or don't do drugs uh, program because uh, the damn guy is, is, is damn near in his eighties, I think. And uh, now I don't know. Yeah. I know he's got health issues and everything, but still he's made it quite a ways. Keith Richards, another one. I, again, we didn't want to <laughs> back to the music. So the music, <clears throat> Where I'm getting with this is so the music that um, that we listen to the it's not even necessarily the lyrics even just the tones but it can definitely evoke emotions in us some not positive but definitely some negative as well. Um, I mean I I've done. I do remember doing, now this wasn't like hugely scientifically done, but it was, it was, it was fair. So I did a science project, science fair project. Yeah. Science fair project It had to been like sixth grade, probably sixth or seventh grade. And so my idea was again, because I was so into music, if different genres of music could affect your concentration, So the way I had it set up is I had uh, some country music. I had some rap music. At the time, I think that was probably Run DMC. Either Tougher Than Leather or Raisin Hell. One of the other. I think it was, I think it was Tougher Than Leather. Anyway, had that one. Then had, there had to be a rock and roll one. I can't remember. Maybe it was Led Zeppelin probably. Um, Led Zeppelin 4 or something like that. Maybe Motley Crue even because I was big into Motley Crue. But Shout Out the Devil had come out. No, epic, great album. Um, so anyway, so I set this up and I had like four or five different uh, genres. And classical, of course, was one of them. Uh, Beethoven's Ninth has always, always, since the day I heard that song, has always been just, I mean, it is, it is glorious. It is, if there were angels that sang, that's what they would sing. It is such a powerful song to me. Um, another story about that song, but it, it, we don't have time for it in this episode. But anyway, um, I'll try to make a reminder. But yeah, super powerful, uh, the, the, the Beethoven's Ninth. Anyway, so there was definitely like four or five different genres. <coughs> and so I had also acquired uh, some, it wasn't standardized tests back then, but they were um, like tests that would be given at school. Uh, and it was my science teacher who had gotten them on to me. Uh, so it's not like I, I, I didn't, you know, yank them. 
uh, I did, you know, because again, this was something that it was official. It was a science fair project. So I had to make sure everything was on the, on the up and up. So, and I wanted to make sure that they were tests that would be at the level. You know, I didn't want to give them something too easy. I wanted something that would be challenging, even if you were just sitting in silence. But by adding the music into it, that would give me a determination on if they, on their times, as well as the uh, answers, if they were, uh, how many were correct or incorrect. And I can think there was a couple other things that I was looking into. Anyway, it was a pretty brilliant setup and I thought I I thought I knocked it out of the park it was awesome uh but I I remember one of my friends uh he was not into uh heavy metal and and rap and uh yeah he didn't he did not like that at all I remember playing as soon as it came on he just looked at me and shook his head and I was like dude it's for the test come on let's do this oh anyway he suffered through it for me good guy really good guy um so so from there so again, the music and hit the changing of your attitude sometimes, maybe. Driving home, had a bad day, you got that real hard heavy rock stuff going or, you know, some angry hip hop or uh, I guess there's uh, country music where women are hating on them, hating about their man. So you got stuff like that on your, uh, that, that's coming, coming at you and you're already in a negative state, right? And... Even though, you know, to the beat, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling better, but you're still, I wonder, just wonder, hey, I am no, in no way trying to, uh, trying to say that your mood can, uh, can be uh, changed by music. But what I'm saying is, could it enhance? Hmm. Something to think about. So as I uh, have gone on, and I mean, I started playing music. I didn't start until probably junior high. You know, and of course, now, I will say this, too. Wow, that's, I've never even made this connection. That's brilliant. So in elementary school, we had the best music director. This gal was phenomenal. She was so good with the kids. The, she was engaging. There were always instruments that we got to play and handle and not just look, you know, we didn't just look at them. There was, I remember Peter and the Wolf. Oh, I haven't thought about that in ages. But it was a, it was a, a record that had the different instruments of the orchestra representing different animals or, or uh, people in the story. Of Peter and the Wolf. So the, like there's a it, it opened up with the conductor describing, so this is the bassoon, and then they would do a bassoon. And the bassoon is going to be Peter. And then there there would be another one. And so that they would go through those. But I just remember sitting there and just being fascinated um, by just the sounds and the different sounds. And I don't know, it was just something about music. So of course we did play. In her class, now I never got to play. Um, she did have a drum set, but I think there was only a couple of kids that she would let play that that, that were like already playing drums. So because yeah, that's a pretty expensive set. You don't want to get a bunch of elementary kids kicking hole kicking around the the drum set because then it won't last very long. But uh, we had an auto harp. Oh my god! If you've never played an auto harp, that's the coolest thing. So it's it's like a harp. It's flat, and it's got all the strings. 
And but each key or chord, I guess you could say, each chord that you would want to uh, to play, you just push down on this bar, and it would it had pads that would mute out the strings that it needed to mute out to let the ones ring that would form the chord. Brilliant. But yet, do we would sit there and just rattle on playing O McDonald and uh, Mary Had a Little Lamp, just whatever. I mean, all those you know kid songs and stuff. But we were playing it on the auto harp, or we were, you know, playing it out with the tambourine. It was just so great. She was such a great teacher, man. Um, so from there, that's whenever I got into junior high, I started getting interested in playing music, uh, like rock and roll music. And so, bless her heart, my mama, love her. She took me to a pawn shop and let me pick out a guitar. It was a red. I guess the shape would have been like an Explorer, like a Gibson Explorer, uh, but it was a, the brand was an Arbor. God, I wish I still had that guitar. It makes me very sad that I made the decision to get rid of it to get a different one. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. But anyway, it was red, and all over it, the pattern was these black guitars, just like polka-dotted all over it. <laughs> it was so brilliant. Uh so anyway, yeah, she took me to pick that guitar up, and uh, I'm, I met a couple of buddies um, in in junior high, and we started a band. Uh, one of them played drums, and one of them played bass. And as a matter of fact, me and the bass player still play to this day. And it's a, the opening and closing music that you hear these days. That's that's us. So anyway, and it's uh, now I mean I I, I played up until about. I guess up until I was about 27, and then I parked it, and I really didn't go back to it until maybe about 15 or 16 years later. I mean, I did, maybe 10 years later, I bought a guitar, I just had a wild hair one day and stopped at Guitar Center and saw this beautiful, I've still got that one, I will not, I will never get rid of that one, but it's a beautiful Epiphone Dot Studio, it's a semi-hollow body, it sounds perfect, it's got the best action, I just love that guitar. I don't play it near as much as I used to because I ended up getting a Les Paul. And, you know, that's a fucking great guitar to play, too. Wow. But, I again, so I made sure whenever I started playing guitar with the guys that, you know, I wanted to be good. I wanted, I didn't want to be like, I mean, everybody wants to try to be the best that they can be. So, it, But it wasn't like I was trying to be like an Eddie Van Halen or anything like that. I just wanted to be good. I wanted to be able to contribute to what we were trying to do and at the I mean we got hyped I mean there was a there was a period where we really thought we were going to go and and do something we even rented a oh my god this cracks me up we rented a a, a practice studio but that was so that would have been 1988 89 era okay so I mean 150 200 bucks that, that was a pretty good deal uh of money back then um but not to say that it's not now, but that back then. But anyway, again, we were just dumb kids. You know, all we had to spend our money on was our music, and that's what we did. So uh, every weekend we were down there. Sometimes even during the week, we had if we could get away and we didn't have anything to do, we'd go down there even just to, just to hang out. It was just badass because you'd go down and those, there'd be all these other guys playing. God, this was just the beauty of this being around like-minded people. I mean, I guess that's why we all kind of gravitate to people that we that we have interest with because it's a good feeling, right? I mean, 
I like this particular whatever it is, and these guys do too. So we can talk about it and have a good time and 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 share the experience of, of liking that thing. And so with music, again, being such a powerful influence, or, you know, just to me, always had such a, a powerful feeling every time there was music. Being in that environment, I, it was unreal. We would we would wander around just listening to these guys. They'd have their doors open. They'd be doing practices or whatever. And we got familiar with several of them. And, uh, God, they, they must have thought we were just the dumbest things ever. But anyway, it was cool. We were like 17. There were these dudes up there. They were like musicians that played downtown in, in the, uh, the local bars and stuff. And maybe even touring musicians that were there. And they saw us come in, and they we had a bigger room than most of those guys because we didn't, you know, we had money because uh, we had jobs and stuff, and and we didn't have no expenses, so we just yeah, we wanted a big room, so we got the big room. <laughs> I think it was like a hundred and fifty or two hundred bucks a month, maybe. Wouldn't say that we were being dumb, just you know, I don't know. It just seemed really strange, uh, being that young and being in that, I don't know, I guess that that type of a community. But it was very cool. Everybody was really cool. So anyway, through that, we were pray- playing so much. We just got to a point to where, uh, you know, we started playing songs and making up songs. And it was great, you know. So we had a great time. And then on through high school. And then, yeah, like I said, I just kind of dropped it. A couple years uh, after high school, you know, had a had a young daughter, young wife. I was starting my career, you know. So we just kind of parked it. But then whenever I started picking it back up. Of course, I had to had had to had to go find my buddy, uh, you know, get my bass player back up. So we've been playing together for about I guess four or five years now, again, and it's just been great. I just really enjoy it. Now we're doing it on Sundays, Sunday nights. We get up there at his place. He's got a studio at his place, and it's just a, just a grand old time, you know. Again, as as things come along, um, we're doing some recordings. Maybe some of that stuff will pop up on here every once in a while. Be sure to check it out. Uh, some of it may stick around. Uh, I may have it up just so that we, it's easy for us to listen to it off of Spotify or whatever, and then I may bring it down. So if it is there and you listen to it, great. Uh, if you like it, you know, comment or something. But anyway, I guess in closing it out, what are your thoughts on music? What are your uh, what are your experiences on music? I mean, is music something that you're into? I actually, I actually met a guy who never listens to music. I, n- I have never met anybody like that. Now, I, I know people who, they don't listen to it a lot, but this guy, he just, he, 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 was, he wasn't even familiar enough with the concept of, of what music to listen to because he just, I don't know, he's kind of, he's very interesting, very driven guy, focused, and so what he's, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't allow himself to get distracted. And that's why I like to keep, my, keep guys like that around me because, I get distracted so easy. It's good to see people who are focused in my hand. Maybe I can pick up a tip or two. You know what I mean? So, yes, if you have any music stories that you'd love to share, send them on in. Now, I made a promise to a friend the other day at lunch, and he offered to sponsor a word of the day. Ha! How about that? So, here you go, Tiger, my man. Here is your word of the day. (laughs) Caveat. An explanation or warning. Caveat. 
So there you go. Word of the day. Thank you, Tiger. Guys, it has been great talking to you again. I hope you're doing well out there. Make sure you're taking care of one another. Drink plenty of water. And see you next time. Cheers. Hey, are you searching for that perfect gift for your honey? Well, I got a perfect idea for you. Why don't you check out libidelogod.com for all your honey needs. They got soap scrub. They got good smelling scrub. They have every kind of extract you could think of. They also have all the new CBD infused honey that can help you with those aches and pains or your honey with her aches and pains. Well, whatever the case may be, you can check us out too at libidelogod.com on Instagram and libidaloka.com at Facebook, and the address is 236 East Davis Street, Culpeper, Virginia. And that's Culpeper, Virginia. So check out libida.com, libidaloka.com for all your libida needs. Thank you. <laughs>